you beautiful bastards. Welcome back to The Philip DeFranco Show. It is Thursday, July 15th, 2021, and a quick thing. In addition to my threat of violence upon your throat, if you do not hit that like button, can you also, out of the kindness out of your heart, uh, like today's video? YouTube did that fun thing where eventually they cracked down and suppressed yesterday's show over the first story, which I still think is important. I'll link to it down below in case you missed it. But yeah, that said, let's just jump into it. Your daily dose of news poison. And first up today, we had some updates around the crypto scam controversies and allegations that we've been seeing in our space. Right, situations like Logan Paul and some of his crew and the crypto dink doink, more creators speaking out against him. This now including the likes of Ethan Klein and the H3 podcast. Putting out an episode today called Logan Paul is committing fraud and it's disgusting. Even bringing CoffeeZilla on his show to spread the word. He tells his fans that, um, you know, I'm all in this coin. I just like, like he just found it, like just off the street, like he was just looking around and he found it and he goes, I'm all in on it. And it turns out that the founder, Jacob Broido, goes on a call and he goes, yeah, me and Logan were just looking at how much money people were making with Doge. And we decided, let's make Dink Doink. And we said Dink Doink and Logan designed it on Snapchat and there it was, and then he promoted it to all of his fans. Also, on the note of CoffeeZilla, in addition, obviously, to providing insight, he ended up becoming news because the guy formerly known as Phase K, Frazier K, reportedly filed a cease and desist against CoffeeZilla. Or this connected to the Save the Kids scandal and controversy that he blew up, with CoffeeZilla talking about this on Twitter, putting out a video on this as well, with him really not showing any signs that he's gonna back down from this. Also, on the H3 podcast, he's asked, you know, is anyone investigating into this? And uh, we see this happen. Uh, can't say too much on that just disclose it, but I would, I would guess. Yeah, there's, there's a good chance. And so ultimately what I will say right here, I'm gonna have my lawyers look through the cease and desist and the videos in question. And if they say this is just, you know, an attempt to bully and scare someone away from reporting on them, I would be 100% fine throwing money at and helping fundraise any sort of legal defense. Because especially over the last year, we have seen no shortage of huge influencers that are willing to put their audience's money at risk for their own personal gain. And if then you were gonna have people that have that money and that power trying to scare others away from reporting on it, no. Yeah. Main point, this is gonna be something I keep my eyes on for a bit. And of course, with the situation in general, I'd love to pass the question off to you. Then we have weddings in the news. And I just wanna say two things. One, I'm no longer one of you, but I'm still gonna say we, because uh, I have a lot of friends and family that have them. Catholic weddings, why are they so long and interactive? I shouldn't have to move leg day because your wedding is tomorrow. Enough up and down. And two, whether you love them or hate them, if you have friends or family that are remotely like you or aware of you, you need to go to the tailor. And that's because while marriages were, of course, understandably down 40% in 2020, they're projected this year to bump up 50% to 1.9 million. And then next year, it's estimated there will be around 2.5 million weddings in the United States, which is the most since 1984. And then, actually, I'm gonna sneak this, I'm gonna force this third point in. If I can speak to the newlyweds right now to give you some unrequested advice, you're gonna be getting a lot of it. There's a lot of stuff to consider, but two pieces of advice as a guy who's been married for 43 years, if you want a happy marriage. One, while you may feel like your love for this other person is obvious, it almost doesn't need to be said. Something that I think is nice to do at least one time in a day is to show my wife that I'm thinking about her. Right, so for example, today, you know, if you don't know my wife, she suffers from anxiety, she has panic attacks, and so I found a really helpful tip, like a breathing exercise that she could do, I sent it to her. If you're having an anxiety attack, try this healthy breathing method. <sighs> But also more seriously too, whoever said never go to sleep angry, that's a lie. You expect me to be with this person for life and never go to sleep angry with them? Sometimes you just never 
gonna see eye to eye on something and you just need to cool off. Especially because I think as most people in a long-term relationship can say, you're not with the same person the entire time. You yourself are also not the same person the entire time, right? Things and relationships change. But there you go, moving on. Then, as promised, we should definitely talk about the major updates to Britney Spears' major court hearing yesterday, with obviously the biggest thing being that Britney was granted the right to choose her own attorney, something previously she made very clear she wanted to do. With Judge Brenda Penny approving the resignation of Britney's previous court-appointed lawyer, Samuel D. Ingham III, and then okaying the replacement the singer selected, Matthew Rosengart, who, if you don't know, is a prominent Hollywood lawyer lawyer, former federal prosecutor, and has made absolutely clear that he plans on being a much stronger advocate for Spears. For example, during the hearing, he reportedly said, this is not working. We know that. The goal is to end the conservatorship. We have questions if this was even the proper forum back in 2008. We will be filing as quickly as possible to get Mr. Spears removed from the conservatorship. If he loves his daughter, it is time to step aside and move on so she can have her life back. Brittany also speaking herself via phone at the hearing with reports saying that she got quite emotional at times, and according to several reports, she said, I would like to charge my father with conservatorship abuse. If this is not abuse, I don't know what is. And then later that day on Instagram, we saw her posting a video of her riding horses, doing cartwheels in celebration of her getting her new lawyer, using the hashtag free Britney for the first time in writing. Coming along folks, coming along. New with real representation today. I feel gratitude and blessed. Thank you to my fans who are supporting me. You have no idea what it means to be supported by such awesome fans. God bless you all. And ultimately with this, right, with the new lawyer, there's gonna be a lot to look out for, including if a request to end the conservatorship is on the way, or if a petition to remove Britney's father is going to be filed, both of which would be major steps. But if there is a final note that we can hit on, uh, thoughts and prayers out to Jamie Spears. I imagine court finally not going your way for once was a, a lot like when uh, Thanos thinks that he can do the snap, but he has none of the Infinity Stones. I mean, oof, this is probably not gonna go your way, and... Good. <laughs> but from that, I want to take a quick second to thank the fantastic sponsor of today's show, NordVPN.com slash Phil. Now, I've been talking about NordVPN and the many reasons why you should use it for a while now. Their servers are ultra fast, so I don't need to sacrifice speed. For security, Nord gives me both, which comes in handy when streaming. And NordVPN protects your data and, at the same time, lets you get the most out of your streaming services that have different licensing agreements across different regions of the world. For me, I'll hop on the UK-based Nord server to watch Rick and Morty since it's not available on Netflix in the US. What's more, one account lets you connect and secure up to six devices in any combination so you can protect yourself and a loved one or two. And they have a strict no logs policy, meaning they don't track, collect, or share your private data like some of the other VPN providers. So make NordVPN a part of your online security plan. Head on over to nordvpn.com slash right now to get a huge discount on a two-year plan. And you'll also receive a bonus gift of four additional months free when you sign up today. And it's risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Then in really interesting tech, gaming, and business news, we had Steam announcing the Steam Deck today. And while in videos I've seen them say that it's best to just think of it as like a, a portable gaming PC with controllers attached. It's it's essentially their swing at a Nintendo Switch. Now, even in a, a number of the stills or video clips where they're showing like the user interface, it's all games that you could get on the Nintendo Switch. And personally, I'm excited and hopeful for it, but you know, I was also hopeful about the uh, the Nvidia Shield and that thing sucks. Yeah, I mean, I could talk about the details of this for 10 minutes, but I think in general, a lot of this is gonna come down to the actual feel of the device. The controller layout's a little bit different than what a lot of us are probably used to. What does it feel like in your hands for 10, 30, 60 minutes? According to the website, it weighs 1.475 pounds. You compare that to the Nintendo Switch, that's 0.655 pounds. But yeah, ultimately we'll just have to wait and see to see if this is a boom 
or a bust. And we don't have to wait that long. It's coming out in December. Though, not the only bit of interesting gaming news we're seeing. Uh, according to a report, Netflix is now planning to offer video games on its platform within the next year. You know, while in the past, Netflix has developed games based on its shows, this is a little bit different. For example, this new game section would appear alongside Netflix's collection of shows and movies at no extra charge. And with that, the company has reportedly hired Mike Verdue, a former Oculus and Electronic Arts exec as vice president of game development, also now posting listings for other game developer-related positions. And hey, well, yes, there are a lot of hurdles and pitfalls when it comes to cloud-based gaming. There's also the prospect that it could actually work, especially if you're giving this for free to over 200 million paying customers. Especially if you're a company like Netflix that has been raising and raising your prices and people might be going, well, why should I stick with you when now there are so many other options like a Disney Plus and so on? But yeah, we'll see. There are a lot of things that are good ideas on paper and then you see it in real life and you're like, this is dumb. Then I'd like to introduce you to our douchebag of the day, Dr. Julie A. Mazzi. And I say doctor because she is a homeopathic doctor in California and she's become the first person to be hit with federal criminal fraud charges for selling fake vaccine cards. Also, as if that wasn't enough, right, because her douchebaggery knows no bounds. You have the Department of Justice saying she also sold what she called COVID-19 immunization pellets for $243, which she claimed had trace amounts of the coronavirus and would provide lifelong immunity to COVID-19. With the agency also alleging that she encouraged the customers to buy her pellets by falsely telling them that the COVID-19 vaccines contained toxic ingredients. Right, so with all of this, she was arrested yesterday. She's now been charged with one count each of wire fraud and false statements related to healthcare matters. And if convicted, she faces up to 20 years for the wire fraud charge and five years for the false statement charge as well as maximum fines of $250,000 for each charge. And my response to this is yes, fullest extent of the law. Do it. If you're gonna be a garbage person playing garbage games, you're gonna win garbage prizes. Then in, oh my God, apparently it's still possible news, the US Senate passed something unanimously. Passing a bill yesterday that would ban product imports from the Xinjiang region of China to punish the country for the ongoing forced labor and genocide of Uyghur and other Muslim minorities. And the legislation called the Uyghur Forced Labor Prevention Act would assume that all goods manufactured in the region are made with forced labor and are thus banned under existing federal law unless importers can prove otherwise. Right, and the aim here is to shift responsibility to U.S. corporations that profit from products that are made in the region. Senator Jeff Merkley, who co-introduced the bill, explained, no American corporation should profit from these abuses. No American consumer should be inadvertently purchasing products from slave labor. And while the bill, yes, still does need to be approved by the House and then signed by President Biden, both do seem very sympathetic to it. In recent weeks, the Biden administration has stepped up sanctions against China's government. And in fact, just this week, it updated its advisory warning companies and any individuals that any businesses linked to Xinjiang could be in violation of U.S. law. But also with this story, I do want to highlight something that I think is being overlooked now. The fact that anything happened in the U.S. Senate unanimously, I think, shows that a lot of people are like, yeah, obviously this is a bad thing. We need to do something about it. But a very similar version of the Senate bill was actually passed almost unanimously by the House last year. When that happened, it was reported that numerous multinational corporations extensively lobbied against it. We're talking about companies that you're buying from, Nike, Coca-Cola, Apple, which, hey, may or may not be related to the fact that uh, for Nike and Coca-Cola, for example, uh, there was a congressional report from last March that previously listed the companies as suspected of relying on forced labor in the region. And as for Apple, they were actually the subject of a May report that claimed that seven of the company's suppliers use forced slave labor from Uyghurs in Xinjiang. It's like, I don't know, maybe those two things are connected. Just going out on a limb here with a crazy hypothesis. Then, this was a heavily requested story. A lot of people saying, is this real? Is it not real, Phil? What's going on? Right, and so if you haven't seen, the Guardians today 
reported that papers that had assessed to be leaked Kremlin documents appeared to show Vladimir Putin's plot to install Donald Trump as president during the 2016 election. And as far as the specifics of this, according to the outlet, the alleged documents came from a closed session of Russia's National Security Council on January 22nd, 2016, during which Putin, quote, personally authorized a secret spy agency operation to support a mentally unstable Donald Trump in order to secure Moscow's strategic objectives, among them, social turmoil in the US. The article going on to say that the papers contained a short psychological assessment of Trump, where he was described as an impulsive, mentally unstable and unbalanced individual who suffers from an inferiority complex. The Guardian adding that there was also apparent confirmation that the Kremlin had potentially compromising material on Trump from previous non-official visits to Russia, but it doesn't specify what. The document also reportedly recommending that the Kremlin and its spy agencies use all possible force to secure a Trump victory and detailed how Russia could insert media viruses into American public life. Now, very notably here, the Guardian said that it has not verified the authenticity of these documents, which Russian officials have also, of course, denied. And the outlet even notes that leaks are highly unusual, but also adding that experts say that it does appear to be genuine and that Western intelligence agencies have been aware of the documents for some months. And so with this, we saw many experts saying that while this would be huge, if true, it is important to exercise caution here. And I think that sentiment is explained very well in a tweet by Thomas Ritt, a political science professor at Johns Hopkins, who wrote, the Guardian story is likely to make big waves. I would remain somewhat cautious for now, however. For a leak of this magnitude, we need at least some details on the chain of custody. Also note the Guardian's own hedging, right? Papers appear to show. You also had other experts questioning the timing and motive here, with many speculating that the so-called leak could itself be part of a disinformation campaign by Russia or some other country to stir the pot. And that's actually a point we've also seen made from some very high up people like former cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency director, Chris Krebs, who actually retweeted Rid's post and added, this is far too convenient and reeks of disinfo operation. It could all be individually or collectively true and at the same time planted and fake. So for now, we do need to wait and see. And remember, when I say be skeptical, especially of the stuff that you would think to be true or would validate something that you feel. And ultimately with this story or honestly anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in those comments down below because yes, this is a news show, but it's also supposed to be a conversation. And of course, as always, thank you for watching, like, and subscribing, all the good stuff. My name's Philip DeFranco. You've just been filled in. I love yo faces and I'll see you next time.